Welcome back. We got a big round number today because this is issue number 50 of the Infinite Backlog, a chronological tour of the best and most noteworthy Marvel comics. I'm Andy, the pipsqueak psychopath. And with me are my co-hosts, Shane, our private devil. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I'll be your private devil. Yes, 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 yes. And half human, half cat, and all Rory. Oh, that's me, everybody. <laughs> that's the same thing. Rory and I are the same thing. <laughs> yeah, but it's Taylor's choice, you know. Are cat girls your private devil, Shane? Oh, big you, time. God, you know it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Today, we read stuff about, you know, some heroes or whatever. Their names are Daredevil, the Avengers, and the X-Men. And this is going to take us from October to December of 1981. We're finishing out 81 today. And to, we we obviously have some Andy's facts about some things that went on. Because uh, they're not all they bummers. Are. They're oh, not all you, bummers. You're supposed to pick bummers. Look, if I just pick bummers, this is going to be like... <laughs> the show would be so sad. <laughs> you invented the bit. I didn't call it bummers. <laughs> I know, was just okay. doing history stuff, and <laughs> then Shane made fun of how sad they always were, because history is <laughs> sad. But you're the reason history is so it, sad. Then we water it down. Now it's just <laughs> things that happened. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Then here, let me help. Let me help. So... Uh, I'll I'll avoid some of the nicer ones I wrote down. Uh, so we've got the uh, the Iran Contra scandal starts. Uh, Ronald Reagan signs the secret order to recruit and support Contra rebels in Nicaragua against uh, against the the will of Congress. So thanks cool CIA. We hate socialism so much we sell weapons to Iran to fund people fund rebels in Nicaragua just so that they won't have a socialist government anymore because we hate communism and communism and socialism are the same and it's all great all great decisions by Ronald Reagan uh so there's there's a big bummer uh I fleshed it out for you a little bit uh Ooh, what if we just did what if we spent the 80s doing Reagan bummers <laughs> we just did Reagan what was Reagan doing at this time <laughs> today on I... Reagan watch <laughs> I, I think it's wild that Andy is trying to pretend like he wrote down ones that weren't bummers too. Like, I he's, did. Like, he's like, oh, let me let me consult my list. I did. So I won't tell you the nice things that happened. All right. I won't tell you the two nice ones that I wrote down. Good. Instead, we'll do I this. I don't want them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about one that maybe is is neutral in terms of goodness, but made me laugh because I realized I've been, always been going to the America page, like the 1981 in U.S. on Wikipedia. And, you know, largely because that's what's most relevant to us and the comics industry here in the States, et cetera, et cetera. But I was like, what's going on in the world, though? And <laughs> there's a bullet on this list for 1981 Wikipedia's page about the entire year 1981 that just says Pepsi enters China. <laughs> oh, Pepsi cone. <laughs> oh, Pepsi senpai. <laughs> oh, it doesn't even work. It's, it's just speaking Japanese. Pepsi on stuck. Step Pepsi, I'm stuck. Oh, Jesus. Uh, don't worry, China. I'm coming. <laughs> Hang on, wait. Wait. You, you think they tried to order Coke, but the person was like, eh, is Pepsi okay? And China said, yeah, all right. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, jeez. <laughs> 
So anyway, how's that? You like that? There's my segment. Let's talk. Fun. Let's good. talk about X Men. <laughs> GBs. Those are good bummers. Oh, we've returned. We've returned to X Men in our our attempt to continue to vary our our weekly slate so that we're not just guzzling down Daredevil at a record rate. We uh, <laughs> we have. <laughs> Yeah, I know phrasing. Uh, Daredevil Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> Come on in, Daredevil Coon. Uh, <laughs> we we wanted to look at uh, some good stuff, and apparently, there's not a lot of good shit. I looked, I looked, and nothing looks interesting except for the couple things that we added in. These were good. I mean, I, I do know that that X Men goes through kind of peaks and valleys, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, these were good. I I I'm well well satisfied with this week. Yeah, I had a good time with the with the X Men. It it seemed like uh, enough of a, a self contained little two parter here, uh, where where Kitty gets sent to through through some machinations of the Hellfire Club. Uh, Kitty gets pulled out of Xavier's school and sent to the Massachusetts Academy that's run by Emma Frost. Uh, all in service of a very fun Freaky Friday that Emma does with Aurora, uh, and. I don't know. Can you help? Can you can you shed some light on this? It kind of just seems like it's not even really part of the overall plan, except that Emma just wants to be Aurora. It it couldn't. Yeah, I mean, it, it does seem like they they do say they had a plan, but uh, they couldn't have possibly predicted that one of the X Men was going to drive Kitty Pride, let alone go into the school. Though that I guess that makes sense. They'd want to check it out. Maybe mm-hmm. you could make a reasonable, maybe a reasonable bet, but. She couldn't have known it was going to be Aurora, and I guess she didn't need it to be. She has a mind switching gun. Uh, okay, uh, I, I I'm going to do this live on stream. I did not look up what is this called a persona exchange gun. There has to be an article on the wiki. Persona exchange gun. Oh well, immediately I get firearm results and Persona <laughs> Five. So hold on, let's add Marvel. Like now, there's an article just called List of Firearms. This doesn't even have an article. Is this just so, a weird name drop and it's never explained? Uh, here's my prediction based off of some, because there's some sloppy writing in the second one to sort of tie things up and have them swap back. Uh-huh. Um, I think this was written. Uh, somebody wrote that that Emma Frost could do that with her psychic powers. That's and what then I thought. Some, and then some Marvel neckbeard was like, telepaths can't do that. And so they <laughs> wrote in, <laughs> wrote in a mind swapping gun because. <laughs> <laughs> she did it with a gun. Okay. Are you happy now? Yes. There's, very happy. There's a, day, <laughs> there's a, there's a line in the second one that was like, when, when, uh, when Aurora was reading, or when, yeah, when Aurora was reading Emma Frost's mind, because Aurora is in Emma Frost's body and mm-hmm. has her powers, so she can do that right now. She does that, and then it's like she discovers where those, where the mind swap gun is, and then they are swapped with no, no image yeah. of a gun. Yeah. So this is clearly some sort of editing retcon. Yeah, yeah, I believe that. Okay, thank you. Uh, that was cannot, that was freaking I, me out. Uh, yeah, yeah. I that. It has to be it. There's there's no other explanation. It's other, it's otherwise so sloppy and weird, and it feels so '60s to just say you have a special ray to swap minds. You know, <laughs> yeah. Like this is the '80s, and I know we're not out of the camp era, but like at least in this title with Claremont, like I, do, I it seemed like a weird pull. Also, we don't see it in the first issue at all. It's sort of it's referenced at some point in the first issue, but it's a twist. Right. The swap the swap happens off screen. Yeah. I it there's a there's a fun sequence so. The first thing Emma does when she Freaky Friday's Storm is flies up into the sky and starts using Storm's powers like crazy. She's like, oh, my God, I've always wanted to do this. And as if to kind of confirm the reader's suspicions that it's not just Aurora being freaky. I, it's sex. I like it's it's she has sex with the planet and she smokes <laughs> a cigarette after. I, I liked it because I was. Sort of figuring out because it's not obvious to the reader right at first, other than she's now drawn kind of more smiley and sinister. And I right. just thought, you know, sometimes, you know, art's going to be there's going to be an artist fuck up, as, mm-hmm, as we'll talk mm-hmm. about later and tonight. Uh, <laughs> sometimes an artist is going to really fuck up. I don't know what you're referencing, but I'm so excited. I'm really excited, too. Yeah. Oh, you guys have no idea. OK, well, fair enough. Maybe maybe I've forgotten. I don't know. I I just loved I loved that it's like 
it's now canonical that Storm's powers feel like sex. <laughs> and they're depicted as such. And it's wild. That's that's such a crazy thing to to know. Uh, but I guess it's maybe nice that Aurora's not just like uniquely well, it, weird it about it. It explains why she's always nuding up, too. I know. Yeah. And <laughs> she does she that freaking... this one. She, yeah. this, this week, she takes off all her clothes to, to murder Emma Frost. because yeah. like... <laughs> I'm finally back in my own body. And it proceeds to lightning off 80% yeah, of her clothing. She blows her clothes off. And like, Time to murder. Uh, which is hilarious to me, given how much work has been setting up that this is a part of her character. That I was like, I like it now. That she's just like. Yeah, yeah. The fact that she hates clothes clothing and just wants to murder people in the nude is just fun. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I I I had a good time. I thought in the second one that we read, the second part X-Men 152, I th- felt like a little bit of the action got kind of sloppy and part of that is the, you know, the gun nonsense we were just talking about, but I don't know. I feel like too much too much happens too much in happens. not enough pages. Uh in terms of yeah, and that could also be a part of you know if if it wasn't uh, you know some some snarky Stan Lee uh, page who who no knowed the mind swap, mm-hmm. uh, it could have been also shortened for time, like because this could have been a three parter easily. Yeah, yeah, and and the confusion could come from there too. Yeah, because there's like there, I think there's like an important sequence with uh, with Kurt's girlfriend Amanda, who's also mm-hmm. his foster sister, right? Like that's uh, weird. kind of yeah. I mean, <laughs> he was taken in by by a band of gypsy acrobats, not just like a you know a family, but yes, yes. The they they both share the same uh, maternal figure. Yeah, it is. It is funny to hear them throw the the gypsy word around a lot going back in time when you know that was more normal, and I feel like I feel like that was referenced but, a lot. Uh, well. Also, he what it wasn't. Pe- people aren't saying the word. He's you know like gypsies are real. You're just not supposed to call them that, but they call themselves that. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, some of them, and, and, and maybe more so back in the '80s. True. Yeah. But it's also yeah. It's just funny. I mean, it, it's come up in a few of our different comics that we've read. It's like a favorite sort of well to to go to. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> uh oh oh. I was gonna say. The 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 sloppy thing that 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 didn't get seen. It was like her. The they they think Wolverine's dead. Yeah, and that happens off screen, and it's like, oh no, we heard over the radio that Wolverine's dead. And then later in a narration text box, it's like, oh yeah, well they couldn't possibly know that uh, that Amanda used her powers to make an illusion of a dead Wolverine, and uh, it was a whole thing. Man, I wish yeah. you could have seen it. I wish we could have drawn it into the comic. <laughs> well, and they, they spend an odd amount of time establishing that she's a good sorceress, but not a great one. Like, mm-hmm. that's, it's like we, we've got to. Yeah. She's not the best. Her mom's super good. She's just okay. But like, just for the record, just okay as a still pretty good. It's like, uh, <laughs> Someone's really worried about power balance this week. Telepaths can't yeah, do no that. Doubt. She's not that good of a sorceress. We're balancing a fighting game live. On, we only on... have Pepsi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the last thing I wanted to at least make sure we talk about is uh, it happens right at the beginning of this two-parter, and it's all the kisses that that uh, that Kitty yeah. does. <laughs> Which again, we've sort of established that she's a sort of a fiend for kissing. So I, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> She'll make out with herself from a different time. Right? Yeah, because she like. She kisses everyone goodbye and pointedly because Jean mouth kissing Angel was a was a strange right that, that was super mm-hmm. weird that was and he, weird and Kissy's just like kissing everybody on the cheek and forehead but I <laughs> I just kind of believe it Kissy Fred <laughs> <laughs> well she kisses everyone on the cheek and then she goes to Pietro last and is like no 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 we're making out for and a goodbye slobbers. but we we missed a yeah. few I I get the impression this wasn't their first kiss but maybe it maybe was. not maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, kissy pride. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, it's good to see the X Men again. Um, all right. This was this was the thing that I noticed. So I I completely by happenstance, I was looking at this time frame right for the Daredevil issues, and I was like, what else is happening that we could throw in and read? And completely by happenstance, I realized Avengers two twelve and two thirteen were. Smack dab in the middle, and it was a pretty 
landmark moment that I have always wanted to go look at and see for myself. So, well, I guess <laughs> I guess let's briefly talk about the domestic abuse two-parter. Yeah. Um, okay. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, did you? I mean, I guess big picture. Did you guys like it? Um, I I, I will say. Uh, so. I think I think if they had stuck to their guns about this, um, it could have been more impactful. I don't know what it was like being a child reader at the time. Uh, yeah, picking up your favorite I, Avengers title. Yes, which could be good and bad because obviously, I mentioned this with sort of depicting Iron Man as an alcoholic was mm-hmm. like, this is going to be a real thing in a lot of kids' homes, more even more so than today. And yeah. Um, Seeing yeah. it and discussing it, seeing it earnestly and, and discussed with, um, you know, with severity and, and, and disdain for his actions. I think there's a world where that could have been pretty powerful. There's mm-hmm. also a world where you just don't want to see it uh, even. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. If we if we haven't said it out loud yet, uh, Hank, uh, Ant-Man, now Yellow Jacket and Jan, the Wasp, uh, the relationship is not good. And uh, in the second issue of this two-parter that we read, he does smack her pretty violently and give her a black eye. And it's all just this big, like, projected insecurity thing. And and it's really gross. It's really gross to look at, and it's awful. Supposedly, what I read, what I read up on was that this was an artist um, fuck-up, essentially. Um, I don't... Oh. I. I this to that to me feels like Marvel walking it back and not sticking their guns that this needs oh. to be on the page. Oh, um, you, uh, oh, this is I remember hearing about this, right? Yeah, yeah, but uh, again, I wasn't there, I, and I can't say with any certainty that that this is how it goes. But supposedly, right. um, uh, two things happened. Uh, the original the original art had a different character in there, and uh, then they switched it to Jan, and then. He's supposed to be like throwing his arms up and just sort of catches her by on accident. Mm. Uh, but the artist uh, pressed for time and under the impression that you're always supposed to draw the sort of most dramatic and extreme version of what's given to you uh, to, to, you know, he was given something that says uh, yellow jacket hits wasp. So he had her just fucking decking her. <laughs> yeah. It, and that does that does feel very much like a walk back. Feels like a walk yeah. back. Yeah, because but uh, that's the story. That's the story that's right. sort of uh, you know floating around. Um, so the the way that this is couched, uh, we spend one issue dealing with this sort of bizarre <laughs> b- boyfriend girlfriend elves maybe who are like coming. F- they haven't seen modern civilization and they're coming from the middle ages and we see them in this first issue having a kind of what I now see as a backwards, like parallel to the Hank and Jan relationship. Yeah. Um, and he ends up hitting her, uh, in a very similar piece of art. Right. Uh, yeah. and also sort of, uh, undercutting the, the possibility that this was just an artist flop. Right. Exactly. Yeah. They're only one issue away from each other. Like, yeah. yeah. Like this seems very much like and, uh, we're and supposed to drop parallels. So, so this guy, this this sort of, um, you know, warrior, this this warrior fellow has been living for thousands of years in the elf witch queen's sort of uh, kingdom that's sort of out of out of space and time. Mm-hmm. And he says as much. He's like he feels like her pet. He feels like she's uh, she's a powerful sorceress able to you know exist outside of time. And he's and he's just sort of been domesticated. And he's. Uh, she, she's trying to serve him porridge, and he's, he throws a big tantrum about it, and that's why they leave. Yeah, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> it's porridge drama that sends him outside the bubble. Uh, but that is that's echoed with how Hank is feeling with Jan. That like her company's money is, you know, he's a pet. He's some sort of like kept kept boy uh, for for a rich for a rich uh, you know heiress. And also, I think she's demonstrating multiple times in a row that she's probably a better Avenger than he is. Yes. Just in terms of, like, coming in in the clutch and actually saving the day. And he has repeated lines of, like, why did it have to be Jane? But part of why I felt like this could be impactful and and, and, and a good moment to 
not a good moment, but you know, something that, that mm-hmm. as art that is difficult and 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 needed needed to be done. She is she is bending herself into a pretzel to accommodate this psychopath. Yes, and that felt really real. Hmm. Yeah, it was very it was very upsetting to read. Uh, she has all these lines about like like at one point he comes home mad or whatever, and she's like, oh. Oh, what would I do without you? I'm such a, you know, I'm such a dummy, rich airhead. Wow, it's a great thing I have you to think for me. And, like, just trying to play into his whole deal so that he'll come to bed with her. And then even then he doesn't because he's, like, feeling too guilty and gross about how he feels. And it's just, it's a bad, like, it's a really bad situation. But it's believable. That's why I was, like, that's why I was confused about this whole thing. Like, uh, everything that he's doing feels like a person that is real. And everything that she's doing feels like a person that is real. Mm-hmm. And it felt and it felt like it got the gravitas that it deserved when she walks into the to his court martial hearing with, a you know, with the sunglasses on and, you know, yeah. reveals her black eye. It's, you know, and these are superheroes who don't get hurt when they get punched in the head by Colossus. Right. Do you think they're do you think it's modeled after someone? Hmm. Oh, like you mean in pop history at the time? No, or just like, like the, somebody's fan, like somebody's own parents. Yeah, like like For the people sure. working on it. Like it yeah, has to be. That's what I'm saying. Like this, someone's real life. Something. Yeah, this feels like some, like something that uh, could have been, like I said, could have been a, a more more like uh, Tony's drinking than uh, right, other than a throwaway issue when where Hank beats his wife because that's how they try to treat it. They try to kind of sweep it under the rug. Yeah, I mean, he leaves. He is definitely like kicked out of the Avengers at the end. Oh of yes, I, I mean, I mean, Marvel as a company sort of yeah, moves off totally. and doesn't doesn't quite own it. It seems like uh, not immediately, though. I think the reason I wanted to read these two is because this particular moment hangs over Hank still. Yeah, like like that's still the perception because you know, that's um you that's one of the that's just one of the sins that. Uh, a hero Her- can't really. Yeah, heroes can't wipe do this. Off. You can't. You're done, man. This reads yeah. like a villain turn, like yeah. uh, like entirely. Um, I, I guess so. The other part of this that is that that bears mentioning is that he he's getting court martialed not because of the domestic abuse, which has yet to happen, right? Like he's he's this is like his first day back as the as an Avenger, and. He he outright almost kills the elf queen while she's trying to like maybe calm down and stop fighting. Uh, and he's like, "Ooh, my chance to look like a hero. And he shoots her in the back and she almost dies. And that's what they're initially mad about. And they're going to court martial him for because he has no real excuse for acting like this. And we get these interesting like internal monologue sequences with like Iron Man and Captain America where they're like like Iron Man's thinking like, man, how how dare we punish him for a mistake that any of us might have made? And and Cap's thinking about like I, I want to do this. This is right. He should be you know held accountable. But this is gonna really fuck up the whole team vibe. Like, is this right? Like, they clearly like it feels like Thor and Iron Man would be happier if I just dropped it and we moved on like nothing happened. Like, it's a really interesting series of of like I don't know personal decisions that have to be made. Even if like the genesis of this is in a dumb issue about an elf queen, right? And lots of thought bubbles being used, I think, to good effect, where normally they're kind of, you know, an omniscient inner monologue. We just see what we just get to peer into their brain and see what they're thinking. Yeah. And and here we frequently see people thinking differently than they're behaving. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's I don't know. I, I cool. feel I feel like it's competently put together even so if the reason yeah. i suspect it's about to get swept under the rug is this seems like we're going to blame some sort of latent mental illness or or brain right you know whack to the brain on on hank pym they do uh, mention that he became yellow jacket after some sort of like lab accident that made him have a mental break yeah, yeah. he had <sighs> schizophrenia yeah yeah they were like oh yeah but he's fine now well, he's clearly not, but also, like, is this how we want to... Re- yeah, are we building in his redemption right now already? Uh, yeah, I don't love it. I don't love it. Um, and it is awful to look at, right? I mean, like, his, his like, insecurities about the whole thing and the court-martial lead him to making this robot as, like, a contingency plan. He's like, no, it'll be great. I'll go to the court-martial, and if it doesn't go my way, the robot will attack the Avengers, and I know the secret to stopping it, and I'll look like a big fucking hero. And Jan is like, um... That's awful. And then he's like, <laughs> fuck you, and plan. he hits her. Yeah. And and it's it's just it's such a like desperate play. 
And it's so, yeah, I mean, I guess to to your point, it is kind of believable in a way, like in terms of just like how some people behave. It's still just yeah. like gross to look at. And probably, I mean, I, we don't read the Avengers title regularly, right? But like, it feels a little heavy for flagship Avengers. A little heavy me. for Avengers. And it it's does, but gonna, it's also it, the... It's also the best Avengers we've read so far. Yeah, that, it really true. is. <laughs> it, it, in this context, it, yeah. I find it quite effective. Um, it's going to make reading more Avengers where everybody's acting like Hank Pym didn't do this a lot more annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But at least we have Tigra now on the team. <laughs> the little minx. <laughs> the, the cat woman who's just having a great time. So speaking of, speaking of her, thank you for segueing into this. Yeah, she she is a part of the team because Cats has opened on Broadway. Yes, <laughs> you think that's why? <laughs> Listen, Cats opened in 1980. Andrew Lloyd Webber's musical masterpiece of the Jellicle Ball, Jellicle Cats getting into Jellicle Heaven. <laughs> Opened in 1980. We are in 1981. You okay. cannot tell okay. me that this woman, who is just a tiger woman, mm-hmm. that is her superpower. She yep. has stripes and is orange and is a cat lady. She's was very... not fully embodied. Their love is not fully embodying their love of Cats the musical. I'm I'm right there with you. I love that. That's a, that's incredible. And. And they had made her before. Like, I think Tigra has a history dating back to the 70s, but she was made an Avenger after the musical. So I feel you. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. She's she's funny. She seems like she's just trying to have a good time. She's genuinely surprised by the thousand dollar paycheck she gets for being an Avenger. She's like, oh, <laughs> shit, what? <laughs> <laughs> I really love uh, that Jarvis is allergic to her. I think that's a really funny. Yes. Ugh. And also, yeah. you know, she's a lady with fur. What's not to like? And a tail, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Thundercats. Ho! <laughs> Speaking of real hot ladies, let's go to Daredevil. Yes, let's go. Let's Take let's leave there, this Andy. place. Take me to Daredevil. Daredevil starts the very first page that we opened this week with just <laughs> almost naked Electra doing like yoga poses. And I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> you I was it. reading this at work. <laughs> <laughs> I opened this at work and there are people looking at me like I was crazy. And I was like, I'm gay. <laughs> I'm gay. This means nothing to me. <laughs> It's, a, it's it's the loophole. <laughs> uh, no, these were good Daredevil issues. Um, a little more sort of like, I don't know, like they, they didn't feel like they had the same heft or, or import as the uh, as the Kingpin stuff that we just kind of finished reading. But I like it. It's like it's it's an example of a of a comic sort of going to the kind of weekly what's, you know, I don't know, weekly regular yeah, stories, not, but doing it well. Be, it can't be quite as high octane every week, but I think no. that these were uh, sort of a slower boil, but uh, solid. And and I think we got in a lot of good storytelling and a lot of good, you know, character moments. Like, these are still really good. Yeah. Uh, probably, here, I'll, I'll, I'll give an overview of, the, of, of what happens uh, really quickly. So... The idea is that we're still dealing with the hand coming after Electra, right? And so these ninjas, including the pink ninja, whose name we learned this week is uh, is Kirigi, uh, the pink ninjas after her, and she, it, it, like, they're they've connected the dots with with Matt. Like, they're they're also trying to kill Matt, right? Like, they have two two goals, and so they're like going after Matt's loved ones. They're going after Electra. Pink ninjas going after Electra. And Matt's just trying to keep everybody safe, but also still dealing with the problem that his that bomb that went off stole like like essentially like kind of turned off his radar powers, like his radar sense. And he's not operating at 100 uh, percent. So over these issues, we see that go down. We see him. Uh, we see the first appearance of his mentor character stick. Uh, so he goes to find the old blind man stick who trained him when he first uh, got blinded and uh, learns to use his radar sense again. And that's sort of that's sort of what we, you know, what we do in the meantime, there's a lot of really fun action and some really funny sequences, actually, for Daredevil. Yeah. 
my I think a, a highlight for me <laughs> is when everyone's trying to find out where Stick is. It, Cause it's not just, it's not just daredevil. Uh, it's like Electra's tra- trailing daredevil. She needs to find out where stick is. Cause daredevil's trying to find out where stick is. He tries to find out from Turk and Turk's really pissed that like he got beat up again or something. So Turk gets some power armor and he goes looking for <laughs> stick. Heather, Matt's girlfriend, Heather is like trying to, I don't know, stop him or something. And she's looking she for trying stick. to find him for Matt. And yeah. Could, right. Yeah. She wanted to help. Right. Yeah. And it culminates on this sequence where the only guy who knows where Stick is is this poor dude named Wall-Eyed Pike. And one by one, all the characters I just mentioned bust into his fucking apartment, breaking <laughs> windows and walls and shit, going, where's Stick? <laughs> it's a pretty funny one one after the other. It's yeah, fucking it's, it's fucking funny. <laughs> for for Frank Miller, who's been sort of living in this kind of, you know. Really gloomy, humorless, doom zone. humorless shadow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I really, I really appreciated that. It was, it was very fun. Uh, yeah, it's good. Um, also, uh, was it uh, Nirigi? Kirigi. Kirigi. Um, yeah. uh, I'm is... sorry, Andy. Could you say it one more time so that I can get the pronunciation correctly? Yeah. You gotta get Kiri- the Kirigi. You oh, gotta get that RL combo going. That one, I'm one more time. Kirigi. Kirigi. Okay. Kirigi. <laughs> Kirigi? Yeah, you got it. It's perfect. You're like all Kirigi? those people who, who kept saying Ichi- Ichiro Ichiro Suzuki when he played for the Mariners. <laughs> you're great. You're doing you're doing great, kid. Oh, Pepsi Coon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what about him, Roy? <laughs> oh, I I liked him. He uh he keeps getting he keeps getting like stabbed and shit. Uh Oh yeah, and not dying, and that's and that he's so sort of zombie creature. I don't know that we've seen the end of him at this point. Yeah, yeah, I imagine we haven't. That when Electra finally like cuts his head off, that's a really great couple panels. Oh yeah, he's been he's been she's basically chasing him around the city, right? And then he like they're chasing. Yeah, he's chasing her around the city. Yeah, he's chasing he, her around the city, and she stabs him a few times, and he keeps just getting up and coming after her. And finally, they make it down to the pier, and she just like takes his head off and she just well, I was uh, I was gonna mention the point of the pier that's kind of funny because uh he sort of careens off the off the pier he's in a like a truck that explodes um yeah. <laughs> ex- explodes on impact with the ocean uh and then he comes out of the water on fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's real good. It doesn't uh, it's it great. doesn't make a lot it of doesn't... sense but the flaming but the flaming Kirigi is, is is pretty effective. He's a fun it is it's a fun monster. Oh, it's so cool. He's very scary. I don't think, you know, it's it's kind of like I've been I've been rewatching an anime called Keep Your Hands Off Azoken. Uh it's about an it's an anime about kids making anime and like one of the things that they keep talking about is like in yeah, I know. You're too it's really deep. You're it's too really deep, Andy. It's really really good. But one of the things they talk about that's true for all animation and probably all illustration too is that it's like it doesn't actually have to make sense. This is my fantasy and if it looks cooler there's an argument to be made that it's actually better and works great. And I think that that, you know, it's not always possible in a in a realistic comic like Frank Miller's Daredevil. But there's still room for the truck exploded when it hit the water and then he comes out of the water on fire. I think there's room for that. And it's fucking cool. <laughs> there is. So so my where I tend to draw the line is like. It shouldn't kick me out of the fantasy, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, but in general, yes. Like I'm on the page that like something being cooler than less cool is better in and of itself <laughs> with no explanation needed. Uh, but when you start trying to justify it usually or, you know, put it into yeah. a sequence of events that no longer makes sense, then then it stops being kind of rule of cool. When you try and introduce a persona a exchange gun. Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps. I like in that moment when she cuts when she cuts his head off. uh the like narration text box feels a little bit like in character. Maybe it, it's it's like half narration, half Elector's thoughts, because it like there's just a shot of his dead body and it says, God or demon, Kirigi had a neck that was human enough. Like, damn. <laughs> damn. <laughs> I wanna I wanna touch on the last issue real quick. Oh yeah. Uh, no, we have to talk about the last issue. We it's do so cool. 
it's it's his whole training sequence with Stick. And <laughs> the cover of this comic says, yes, we did. We dared to publish this, the most offbeat story of the year. Like, okay, pat yourself on the back harder. Why don't you? But uh, yeah, talk to me about... <laughs> Talking about the art here, Shane. This is like one of the cooler looking things I've seen in a while. Yeah, it absolutely is. So essentially, Daredevil goes in to do this training montage with this old dude, and the old dude has kept him awake for like three or four days or whatever. And so Daredevil goes into hallucination states. And every time he goes into a hallucination state, he stays colored, but everything else becomes black and white except for like certain details like someone's eyeballs or yeah i was gonna say like not just black and white it's like stylized there's the eyes but it's also i think supposed to look like his his radar vision a little bit yeah 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 mm. and so so it's like kind of uh like half tone snowy yeah like gray tones right is what it's like a charcoal like. drawing yeah yeah uh, or yeah, like yeah, somewhere yeah, yeah, between yeah, yeah. charcoal and like a pencil sketch like a really heavy pencil sketch it's very cool yeah and so he relives some of his worst moments um, and some of his best moments, but also mostly his worst moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and like him losing his vision and his dad dying until he eventually makes his way to like his own personal the hell beast. Rat. It's like a pig rat <laughs> horn goat chicken thing. It's got chicken feet and it has all these eyeballs and scales and hair. And we don't know if it fucks, but it probably fucks. It probably fucks. But it's like spooky and he has like a full on battle with it. In yeah, his brain. it's like his, you know, his name's Daredevil and this is his like inner devil that's like tormenting him. And it's a little on the nose, but I was I was there with it. Like it looked cool. And and the devil also introduces like it's not just black and white. It introduces like a sort of yellow glow around the around the like pencil looking outlines. The I think the sort of the narrative of it is a little on the nose. The art mm-hmm. is an interesting choice because you know what the first choice is for a lot of things is some sort of like shadow self, right? Like, yeah, it looks like him. This is just a full blown brain monster. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got a bow and arrow. And it's like, yeah, it's almost it's almost like, you know, his inner. Yeah, it's like it's like a weird fucked up reflection of his inner self that looks like a demon. And I loved it. I loved it a lot. Yep. I'm I'm a big fan of this type of narrative but you can't do it very often i guess right like the sort of you know look inside yourself and get all metaphorical so uh, it's kind of a it's kind of a once per character yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know i've seen some animes where they do it every episode i've seen some animes <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh there was a also a pretty cool like he talks to his dad in his vision and like he imagines his dad being really, really mad about his, the way he's chosen to live his life. Because, I mean, if you remember his dad, like his whole deal was that he wanted Matt to be a lawyer because he didn't want him to turn out a fighter like him. And he like promised his dead mom. And and like, you know, he's like, you know, you need to study. You need to fucking study. And at one point he looks down, he looks at him and he's like, you're going to end up just like me, a worn out, used up old pug with a face like a catcher's mitt <laughs> and a brain made out of mush. You lied to me, son. Like, it's oof. effective, uh, although his weird insistence that his son not be a fighter feels kind of unearned because he had some sort of like bookish Frady cat as a little kid. And so he had no <laughs> real worry there. And then in his in his slightly older age, now he's got a bookish, a bookish blind kid. Like, I don't think he had any realistic fear that that his kid was going to wind up, uh, you know, a two-bit boxer. <laughs> do, you, do you think maybe Matt only started fighting so much because his dad harped at him to not? Like yeah, the sort of, of like I mean... shitty backwards uh, reverse <laughs> psychology that happens with teens? <laughs> but, so, I mean, Rory, this is like Matt's version of his dad in his head. I know, but we've also right? read what actually happened a couple times. Yeah, I mean, pretty, he... That part's pretty similar. Yeah. It's still, yeah, I don't know. I I, I liked it quite a bit. It was a good time. The uh, the hallucination d- was it because he was kept awake? Is that why? Because I missed yeah. the ex- explanation of why he was hallucinating. I thought he just That's shot certain... an arrow. Yeah, and... the hallucinations <laughs> are brought on through sleep deprivation. Okay, but, uh, I think uh, why that they are actually narratively useful and not just like you know <laughs> scary, <laughs> just scary. Uh, <laughs> is, uh, can is a plot convenience, right? 
Yeah. You're going to have a very, you're going to have a very self-reflecting trip and it's not <laughs> going to be about dragons. <laughs> I guarantee <laughs> you won't, you won't end up without your pants on in school. This isn't going to be <laughs> one of those. Uh, yeah. Cause at the end, you know, he's been shooting at a target this whole time and, and not getting the bullseye. A pretty a pretty cinematic moment at the end when he comes out, he's finally killed his inner demon or whatever, and he he sort of is like, I have it back. And he shoots the he shoots the bullseye and sticks like anybody can do it once. And he shoots it again and he shoots it again and sticks like, All right, here's your new test. You're either gonna make sure you have this radar or you're gonna die. And Stick shoots an arrow straight at his head and You uh, can dodge a brick, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Anyway, it was fun. I, I liked it a lot. It was very stylish, very cool. Uh, I don't know. I mean, every Daredevil issue we read in this Frank Miller run is, is like a slam dunk. So I'm still having a fucking blast. Yeah. All right, Shane, we've got a baton or something and we're passing it your direction. It's time for it's time for your it's time for your thing. Please, please do our thing. Uh, thank you. Thank you for passing me the baton. I, however... Also have to pass it off. Fuck. Oh no. <laughs> so soon. <laughs> I think. Oh. Oh, do you guys hear that? No. Is it the clearing call of a German trickster? <laughs> Welcome to another one of Klaus's Would You Razzers. I I need you to know, I need you to know that two visits does not a relationship make. You still have to endear yourself to us. This is, this is not, this is very I, soon. I think that you will be endeared to me after today, Mr. Andy. Okay. I have, All right. I have three, three very hot questions for you. Whoa, three questions? Three questions. So first, the first would you rather, would you rather switch minds with Storm or be stabbed by Electra? Oh. Oh. Yeah, I mean, un- unless I'm misreading this, wouldn't I think I I think I'd have a real blast being in Storm's body and having powers. Um, <laughs> Weather makes being, you come. Just, just being a hot <laughs> cum wizard. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh god. Oh, if there's ever anything I wanted to use as a title, (laughs) (laughs) but can't. Um, Well, the thing is, I mean, I'm, Electra's pretty, Electra's pretty intense, and I'm very into her. And if she's stabbing me, she's got to be pretty close to me. Oh. That's kind of exciting. That's kind of exciting. Andy likes to be stabbed by the girl. She cares enough about you to stab you. Yeah, yeah. and, 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 you know, that's, that means something. And also, like, is it a is it a fatal stab wound? Right, like I might be able to survive it, and then I have a cool scar about the time that I got within six inches of Electra. I don't know. Yeah, I'm taking it. I'm fucking <laughs> I'm taking it. Rory can fly around as Storm. I'm taking the stab wound. Thank you very much. Stab me, mommy. Ooh, and he gets pegged by Electra. <laughs> it's a knife. This I, was, I felt like the stab would be reasonably fatal. She's a trained assassin. Yeah, but maybe I... she likes me too much, you know, like what she does with Matt all the time, you know, like she's really, oh, no, I can't leave him for dead. <laughs> it's Andy, my true love. <laughs> the time has come for the second would you rather. Okay, wow. The second question is, would you rather be chased by flaming kirigi? It's okay, you're German, you don't have to, you know, we don't expect you to say it right. would you rather be chased by flaming Kirigi for the rest of your life or Daredevil's personal devil? Is it chased by, chased by both of them? Chased by either, not okay. both. You cannot oh. pick both. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, one's a big scary pig mouse turkey and one is <laughs> is a horrifying pink ninja that never dies. But both, we see both get, I mean, so far we've, we've seen them both slain. If if mm. if either are successfully killed, that's uh, I think up for debate. But uh, they both appear killable. I think yeah. they are both very scary. And I gotta yeah. say, 
a powerless daredevil is a lot closer to my skill level than uh <laughs> than electra i think okay okay who can hold her own without powers right mm-hmm. so i i might go i might go for the chicken pig rat all right I'm not trying to just always pick the other thing that Rory picks. No, you ha- you should. It's good but radio. It's good radio. But no, I actually do I actually do have a reason for wanting to be chased by Kirigi. So Imagine. people will believe you when you say when you say you speak Japanese. <laughs> and they'll be like, prove it. And then No, can... no. It's even better than that. It's even better than that. Imagine I'm out on a first date with someone and they're like, This guy seems okay, but he's really I don't know. He's a little weird. He does podcasts. That's kind of fucked up. Imagine how cool it's going to be when I sort of look over to the side over at the window and I go, I have to go. And a flaming ninja runs in after me and chases me out of the rest. Do do you imagine how many like how cool that's going to fucking look to people? I'm immediately like my my stock is so high. (laughs) Well, I don't know, buddy, because you're. I, I I worry for your self esteem that you're you're sort of like. <laughs> See, I'm cool. Ninjas want me dead. <laughs> you're on a first date, and your expectations are so low, and and what you think, and she she couldn't be less impressed with you. Um, but, uh, but then you get up and run away halfway through the date, and are expecting expecting that this person is now going to be uh, intrigued. Uh, She'll definitely be intrigued when I find her later, and I'm in a trench coat, and I'm like, "I I lost him. I need you. I, to, I need I need you to let me in right now." There's <laughs> <laughs> a murder ninja after me. <laughs> I could die any minute. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Klaus, hit us. The time has come for the third. Would you rather? Would you rather spend the rest of your life with the musical cats stuck in your head? Oh. Or would you rather only drink Pepsi for the rest of your life? <laughs> oh. Oh, these are real tough. That's, oh, uh, no, that's the worst one so far. This is a hard one. Uh, now, question. Uh, is this a sort of magical version of cats? Because I don't know the, the soundtrack, so... But I'm assuming <laughs> it, 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 can, it can pipe its way into my head nonetheless in this, in this Would You Rather. In this Would You Rather, everybody knows the Cat soundtrack because it is one of the most popular musicals to have ever existed. It is so okay, well, popular around right. the entire well, I just, world. I just, I just the wanted to clarify. I just wanted to clarify if it kind of goes to sort of Charlie Brown noise when I, well, you know, for all the parts that I don't know by heart. Uh, boy, that's fucking tough. I think I'm going to go Cats. I'm going Cats. Because you uh, don't like Pepsi? Only Pepsi for the rest of your life would be not only bad; it would be a short, it'd be a short-lived life. Um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, and people live with something very similar to this to this cat's nonsense. That is uh, sounds not awesome, but uh, a very survivable malady. True, that is true. First of all, I just want to go on record and say that if we're talking, if you're going to use the word soundtrack, we're kind of explicitly limiting ourselves to the movie of Cats because musicals don't have soundtracks. They have cast recordings or cast albums. Uh, they don't have soundtracks because that's a movie thing. So, um, no, first of all, that, no, this is a made up distinction from somebody <laughs> trying to legitimize their <laughs> fucking worthless degree. <laughs> Uh, but second of all, I am going to choose cats as well. And it's not even because of the soda problem, because like there's a version of me that never got never kicked soda that just kept drinking soda. And I'd still be, you know, happy, if not unhealthy, for sure. I'd be definitely be unhealthy, but just be a happy Pepsi boy. Yeah, I could just be a happy Pepsi boy. Uh, the answer, just the answer a is little Pepsi. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is cats because Pepsi's trash. Uh, Pepsi, Pepsi, not very is, good. Pepsi is so the sweet. much worse version of Coke. It's much worse. Uh, people who drink Pepsi, I, I, I mean, I don't respect you, uh, and I guess that's where that ends. I don't respect you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Klaus's mother Pepsi only drinks Coke. Pepsi. She only drinks a diet Pepsi with the rum, and she calls it rum and Coke still. Now I'll tell you, I, I can <laughs> fuck with a diet Pepsi. Like that's what my grandparents had. All okay, yeah. So it's got a, it's got a sort of. Di- I, I have a different association with it than uh, maybe. If I were to try every soda now for the first time where I'd rank it, but it's got a sort of soft spot for me. 
Uh, Pepsi, Pepsi has all of the sugar of Coke and none of the bite. It's just like a, it's just like nectar. It's like what honey, it's what hummingbirds drink. It's fucking vile. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you wholeheartedly. I truly do. <laughs> so, yeah. Another one solved, Klaus. You have chosen correctly. There's a right <laughs> answer? The time has come. Yeah, of co- obviously, Cat is way better than Pepsi. <laughs> the time has come for Klaus to be. Yeah, Klaus has strong opinions. Yeah. Klaus is German, so. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Okay. Well, thanks, Klaus. How do you... How do you leave? Is there a special fun way you leave? I, 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 I don't know. I just leave. Okay, okay. goodbye. <laughs> Damn. Now I got Pepsi taste in my mouth. Why did we talk about Whoa. Pepsi so much this week? You guys need to stop talking about Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about Pepsi. Uh, you reminded me. I was sort of Shut like. Up. Shut up. Shut <laughs> up. Bruno. You can't bring Bruno into this. I was sort of like having fun making up a character the other day. Uh, you know, like you when, just well, just you know, just the brain was just letting the brain go, and I and I sort of you know kicked, tripped a wire. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like fully inventing a three dimensional character. I just sort of imagined, it, dude. Uh, when when class is like, oh, I just leave. Uh, just just <laughs> this guy named John Animal, but doesn't want to talk about his last name. <laughs> He's just like, is a I'm a normal person. I'm. <laughs> Just a cruel twist of fate that my I name know, is John I know Animal. my name is John Animal. Just a guy. Just a general, just a regular guy like like any of any, any, any. <laughs> I'm probably more boring than most. <laughs> I could be boring with a name like John Animal. Well, I don't know, man. I, I don't live my life according to your <laughs> perception of me. Damn. John Animal will make me think. Uh, thank you everybody for listening this week this has been issue 50 of the infinite backlog and uh (laughs) please don't drink pepsi (laughs) bye Bye. mr pib sucks too (gasps) how dare you how even dare you mr pib The Cats album of the drink world. <laughs> 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 <laughs>